Hello, this is Nigeria Daily. My name is Lilian Ogazi. The NNPC on Sunday said it loses 470,000 barrel of crude oil amounting to $700 million monthly due to oil theft. The tale of oil theft hit the media afresh when the NNPC uncovered an illegal oil connection from Focado's terminal that operated for nine years. This means an illegal pipeline has been cutting away Nigeria's oil illegally for nine years. How deep has this eaten into the oil sector? Our energy editor gives us a detailed insight into what has truly been happening in the oil and gas sector. Okay, I am Simon Echewofunsonde, the energy editor of Daily Trust. Nigerian National Petroleum Company have been complaining about this OFF, which they see has been going on for quite some time. But it became more pronounced uh, from last year and then this year, whereby officials say at least 200,000 barrels is being lost every day in the Niger Delta across the pipelines. And as a result of that, most of the companies are shutting down production, which also you know, decreased the oil production capacity from about 1.8 million uh, barrels per day capacity to uh, less than 1.2 million barrels per day capacity. Not because the difference of 800,000, uh, you know, uh, is stolen, but because people are scared that if they pour petrol, I mean, the crude oil into those pipelines, uh, a significant chunk of them will, will be lost to the uh, vendors. So in your experience as an energy editor now, what effect does this have on the oil industry? They say, okay, in September, uh, according to OPEC, the Organization for of petroleum exporting countries. They released a report that showed that uh, Algeria and overtook Nigeria in terms of oil production. Nigeria has the highest oil reserve okay. in Africa. When it also comes to production, Nigeria has the highest production quota. But lately, because of this crude oil theft and because of some of the companies shutting down production facilities, the country's crude oil production capacity per day dropped to about 1.2 million, you know, from about 1.4 million, even when the quota is 1.8 million. So it has a lot of effect. Can you imagine that throughout this um, year, since March, oil prices has, you know, have appreciated a lot, reaching up to even $120 per barrel. But Nigeria officials have said they have not benefited much because rather than we producing more, the crude oil tape has resulted in Nigeria, you know, down tracking its production, you know, capacity. Okay. That that so that means we are losing a lot of you know millions of dollars because we are not producing. Okay, so in your experience, is this the first time this huge um um theft is being caught or it has been happening? Yeah, in terms of uh, you know arresting the issue, I think this is the first kind of step, I would say that um, the government, uh, the federal government itself is taking uh, so far. Uh, we've not seen it so big like this. We've not had it so big like this. We know they used to tackle oil theft, illegal refineries. But uh, from what we are seeing in the media, I think this is the first major action I could see that the federal government has taken so far to clamp down on these oil thieves. The NMPC uh, GCO had said late recently, he mentioned that nobody will be spared in this fight. Uh, he mentioned that it could be 
officials of NNPC. It could be security agents. It could be, you know, IOCs, international oil companies, anyone, but nobody's going to be spared in this fight. So what that implication means that it is not just maybe this is a coalition of things that is happening and there are a lot of people who are into this. But the good thing is that the government has moved once and for all to flush out these people. Hopefully, like he mentioned last week, the Mele Kiari, the GCE of NNPC, Nigeria should be seeing, you know, a revival in the daily crude oil production capacity uh, after this major ramdown of, of, of operations, the, the security operations. That was Simon Echewofu, our energy editor, speaking. What effect does these years of milking Nigeria's natural resource have on the common man? After the break, we will find out. Tuesday. It's enlightening. It's incisive. It's analytical. It's entertaining. It's educating. It's The Bearing, a podcast from Daily Trust addressing issues that have direct bearing in your life. Join us every week on www.dailytrust.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash daily trust. On Twitter at twitter.com forward slash daily trust. And on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash daily trust. To listen in, join us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. Welcome back. This is Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online. In this episode, we're looking at the oil and gas sector and how oil theft has crippled Nigeria's economy. Before we went on break, we had a chat with our colleague Simon Echewofun, who gave us an insight on how deep oil theft has eaten into the oil sector in Nigeria. The energy sector plays a vital role in Nigeria's economy since the country is endowed with abundant energy resources such as oil, gas, coal and water. With how relevant and highly demanded oil is around the world, how much has this year's of oil theft cost the Nigerian economy and how can an end be put to it permanently? I had a chat with an energy economist and this is what he had to say. That's Professor Wumi Ledari, Professor Emeritus in Petroleum Economics. It's very disturbing and very disheartening and it reflects what I call abnormality, with memory of normality. This was not in Nigeria I grew up in, I must confess. I work in the oil and gas industry. I've been in this sector for over 40 years, and what is happening now is just uh, disturbing and has so much implication on the national economy. Nigeria is not just the only oil-producing country in the world. We have other countries that are producing oil. And when it comes to cases of oil theft, we've heard of it happen. It's not the first time we've heard of oil bunkering happening in Nigeria now. Are there ways, as an expert, are there ways you think we can cop this to the barest minimum, just like other countries are doing? Well, I don't want us to think that at this stage, in other people's countries that we are looking at, that they don't have uh, illegal bunkering. And I say illegal because there's bunkering is a legal business. Or illegal bunkering is when you are stealing and you are stealing blatantly, and that's what we consider to be oil, oil theft. And, and again, uh, the solution is not difficult. One, the number one solution is to understand that oil theft is an illegality mm. with commands punishment. Second, we should stop rewarding 
criminality, but that would generate additional criminality. And third, we should employ technology. Because what happens is governance. When governance is compromised, you are always going to see this type of thing happening. When governance is personalized, you are going to have the same thing. So this is why PIA wanted to empower institutions. So it doesn't matter who is the head of the institution. The power of the institution carries on. And that is the only way to cop, to cop these type of things. There's no anybody should be stealing 100,000 barrels per day. And you allow it to continue for this long until it is always crippling your economy. Security of assets is very important in the oil and gas business. And what you have now, you have insecurity of assets and insecurity of humans. And that is why you find investment flow into that part of the business is diminishing. Okay, sir. Now let's look at the economic aspect of it. I'm glad you started that already now. What damage does this have on the Nigerian economy and how will this affect the common man? First, Nigeria has not been able to produce at the capacity that OPEC is giving them. What does that mean? It reduces the revenue to the government. What does that imply? It implies the government is not able to remit money to the state. What does that mean? That means the states are not be able to pay salary on time. What does that mean? That means the workers are not paid on time, and as a result, they cannot buy gary, they cannot buy ekba, or they are buying it in loan. As a result of that, you have hunger. Second, because you are not producing at the capacity, the government cannot hand the time of foreign exchange that they need. As a result, external reserve is declining. As a result, you cannot guarantee the dollar that is required to buy goods and services to the economy. Finally, the exchange rate has to go up because there is scarcity of dollars and therefore there is inflation in the economy because here a lot of money is chasing their goods. So what people are trying to buy, the money that they want to buy it is buying less. That's what inflation is. Finally, you have people not willing to pay a price for petrol. The government is having to look for dollars to support petrol. Because the government does not have dollars, they have to resort to, to trading the reserve, which therefore is making foreign exchange dollar higher. And all of this so is affecting the common man on the street. Of course. Of course it is, because the source of revenue from the government is diminishing because of they are not being able to produce the barrels per day they are capable of producing. And the fuel they are producing, people are stealing it. And that's what we mean by a governance that is ineffective and inefficient creates multiple problems. So is that what you have. Is there a way this could have been averted? I mean, they said that pipeline oh, has been there for nine years. And is there a way? Of course. Mm. Of course. Of course. If the PIB has been passed in 2012, all of this will have been put in place that we are trying to put in place now. And we will have been able to expand our capacity to about 4 million barrels per day. But it didn't happen. And now that it did, it did even happen, what do you have? You have an implementation strategy that is business as usual, which in a way is having implications on investment flow to the extent that nearly all the international companies are moving away from onshore and shallow water to deep water with a high cost to the government, which means there will be less money to be shared. Which means Abuja may be booming, but the local people are suffering. The ministry index is so high. High inflation, high unemployment, low economic growth, and high borrowing rates. That's what we call ministry index component. 
Inflation is going up. Unemployment rate is going up. Borrowing loan is going up. And economic is going down. That was Professor Mouni Iledari, an energy economist, speaking. Crude oil theft is a hemorrhage on Nigeria. Why have gold if it is being stolen by one and the rest are left to suffer? God bless Nigeria. And that wraps up the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to everyone whose voices we heard on the show. Nigeria Daily is a Daily Trust production and you can download this and other episodes of our podcast on dailytrust.com, bossprout.com, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and TuneIn Radio by simply searching for Nigeria Daily. You can also listen on NAS FM 89.9 in Gola, Unity FM 93.3 in Joss, Badegi Radio 90.1 in Nina and Sawaba FM 104.9 in Hadija. If you intend to sponsor an episode of Nigeria Daily or if you have questions or comments, call us or send us a message via WhatsApp on 0913-893-3390. Or you can reach us via social media handles on Instagram and Twitter at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at daily trust. My name is Lilian Okazi. Thank you for listening and bye for now.